Welcome. Thank you for joining us this morning on this rainy day. <laughs> um, we're mixing it up a little bit this morning. We're keeping it a bit fresh, keeping you on your toes. Um, and we're just going to head straight into the message. Um, so kids, if you didn't grab a kid uh, pack from the back on your way in, now's, now's your moment to do that. So go, go ahead and grab one if you'd like one. And um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm Karen, by the way, in case you haven't had the pleasure. <laughs> uh, if you know, you know. If you weren't here last week, you probably don't know. Um, so today we're continuing in our Hearing God series and unpacking um, hearing God through others, but particularly um, in the community, what it takes to create culture where we are listening and responding to the Holy Spirit through other people. Um, so I think I just want to cover some basics to start with because it's, it's pretty important. So um, it's a very helpful reminder that um, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ are actually created in the image of God and they reflect his glory and they are vessels of the Holy Spirit whom God uses to speak. So just, it's like, it's just, um, it's a bit of a hard thing to be um, continually aware of that about somebody, um, especially when they start acting like people. Um, so just take a moment and look at the person next to you. It's like, yep. That person is created in the image of God to speak. Or even check out your kids. Look at those little image bearers. Scary little image bearers. Um, but some of, you, some of you are probably like, um, might need a bit more convincing. So check out the scriptures. Oh, well, good for you. Good. So Genesis 1.17. God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So we're created in his image. And we all who with unveiled faces reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into the image of the ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That's 2 Corinthians 3.18. And this is, this is um, worth mentioning, this reflecting bit, because hearing God through others isn't just about spoken words. Um, it also includes seeing the Holy Spirit at work in someone else. And that can be through acts of service, it can be through obedience, it can be anything. And lastly, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and because we are his children, God has set his, the spirit of his son into our hearts. Every person in this room is created in the image of God. And if you have faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit dwells in you and speaks through you. doesn't matter how old, how young, no matter what your circumstances are, whether you believe it or not, this is the truth. You are created in his image and he's uniquely gifted you to reflect him. Are we good? You guys get that? Good. Now, as believers, he calls us into community and this is by design. We need each other to speak godly truth, wisdom, encouragement, to prophesy, to discern, 
and at time to correct and rebuke. That's got to be everyone's favourite. <laughs> um, when we are part of a faith community, we need to actively be listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking in and through those around us. Our health and vitality as a body depends on it. Um, Ephesians 5, uh, 4, 15 to 16. We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. That is the goal, by the way, to be more and more like Christ. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing, and how did you know? <laughs> Probably sounds familiar. Um, if you're not doing, if we're not doing our bit to build one another up, then we're not the healthiest community that we could be. So, how do we do this? How do we nurture? How do we grow? And how do we um, encourage healthy culture around attuning ourselves? to the Holy Spirit moving and speaking amongst us through others. And it's simple, but it's complex. I think if you're here last week, Larry said something similar. Um, or as our Tumby campus pastor Jeff would say, it's simplicity on the other side of complexity. But if you are going to take something home from today that comes out of this message, let please, 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 please let it be this. Because it's crucial. It starts with our personal fellowship and relationship with God. Maybe. If we are regularly in his word, learning about his character, his will and his ways, if we are regularly, actively participating in prayer and are intentional about developing with God, and if we are making the time to stop and listen and discern, then we will know God. We will know him. And then we'll be able to recognise him in other people. So that's the key. You've got to know him. The more you get to know him, the easier it will be for you to recognise when he's talking, speaking, moving through someone else. So simple. So simple. Um, if you don't know where to start, I encourage you to start in your Bible. There's also three messages that came before this one in this series that would be very helpful. They happen to be on um, scripture, prayer and discernment. Check them out. They're on the podcast. I'm sure you know how to find a podcast. Um, but also really significant to building a healthy listening culture is that we practice this and we practice it with genuine love for one another we exercise wisdom and, and that it is according to our gifting. That means we have to find out what, we're gifted, what our gift is. As soon as we step outside of these or stray from the leading of the Holy Spirit, we run the risk of causing one another harm. And our togetherness and our oneness is about building each other up, not tearing down. And this is super important. A really, really 
healthy example of this done well um, is between Jethro and Moses in the book of Exodus. If you have your Bible or your phone or whatever, scroll or turn with me, that would be great. It's Exodus 18, 13. The next day, Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all people, he asked, what are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replies, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me, and I am the one who settles the case and the quarrelling parties, between the quarrelling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. This is not good, Moses' father-in-law exclaimed. You're going to wear yourself out, and the people too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice, and may God be with you. You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,150 and 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, make the task easier for you, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures and all the people will go home in peace. Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders over people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,150 and 10. These men were always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses, but they took care of the smaller matters themselves. Soon after this, Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, who returned to his own land. Okay, attention to in this. And they just start points there. Cool. Jethro brought a fresh perspective into the situation. Jethro wasn't just anyone. He didn't just come out of nowhere and put in his two cents. Jethro was a man of faith. That is important. He had a relationship with Moses, a long relationship with Moses. They knew each other well. When Moses killed the Egyptian and fled, he spent 40 years with Jethro. So they knew each other quite well. And they had a relationship that was um, of love, trust, and respect. If you go back a few verses in this chapter, um, you can see that as Jethro approaches um, the Israelites, Moses goes out to meet him, and he bows and he greets him with a kiss. That's how we know that he loved him and he respected him. Jethro has the gift of Vias because he came up with like a pretty solution. But um, he also knew when to leave. So, what a great father-in-law quality. 
such wisdom. Um, Jethro's motives were pure. He had Moses and the people's best interests at heart. And, and this one is also pretty, pretty key here. Is Jethro encouraged Moses to seek God for himself in verse 23. Now because of who Jethro was, Moses was able to recognise and trust the godly wisdom that Jethro imparted. This is because they shared a faith, because Moses loved and trusted Jethro, and because Jethro was operating out of his gifting. Moses was open, and he was listening, and he could confidently follow this advice. There is access fruit. This is how we know that it's good, because it's fruit. Moses has clarity around his role and responsibilities. I don't know about you, but I read his roles and things like that. Anxiety for him was massive and boring. Um, More people were taught the Lord's decrees. That's pretty good. Share that around. And the burden was shared and peace was restored faster. I mean, that doesn't sound like it was nothing. That sounds like it made a significant impact to Moses' life and to the Israelites' life. So as we are practicing and hearing and re- uh, practicing hearing and responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit together as a community, we should be people like Jethro who respond like Moses. This is what it looks like. We have a solid faith where our fellowship comes in. We have good relationships. We practice and operate in our giftings. We have pure motives. And we always encourage people to seek God for themselves. We always point back to God. And then in response, we respond with humility and openness. Both of these are Christ-like. It's not, I'm not pointing you to, jo- to um, Jethro and Moses. They have Christ-like qualities in them. This is how we should respond. Um, but can I encourage you this morning? I'm not telling you this because I don't think you know this necessarily. I have seen, I have seen us be a people who, who are listening and who are encouraging each other through the Holy Spirit. In fact, the, the way we got to this topic then in this um, series was, I know, it seems a bit, like, I don't know how we didn't think about it, but, um, but we had, um, Andrew and I met to talk about this series and we had four out of five weeks covered and we're just like, oh, give us something will drop. <laughs> God will give us something. So we, we just, we didn't push it, like we just didn't force it. And anyway, I, had, I came across here um, to grab some stuff and in the kitchen was a, was a card and um, had my name on it because I can't just why I grabbed it. <laughs> anyway, I took it back. I took it back to my office and I, I opened it and I read it and it was from a friend who had been praying for me and she had a picture for me and she had some words of encouragement and some scriptures. Now, the thing about that card, not only was the timing just really 
helpful um, with working out what to do in January. But um, that card and what was written in it aligned with what I had journaled and prayed about in the morning. And that was, it was things that I was asking God about. It wasn't anything big. It's not like these life, big life changes. It was about joy and fruitfulness. But this encouragement spoke directly to that and that confirmed for me that I was hearing God. And this is how it works with us. Um, so anyway, I, was, I sat there in awe for, for a little bit, just going, God, this is crazy how you lined this up. And then I went to Andrew and I was like, what about hearing God through others? And he was like, yes, you can do it. <laughs> and here we are. Um, but the other interesting thing about that is God was working in that timing because that card was actually given to my husband. He denies it now. Um, but I think the Sunday before, and um, under the power of the Holy Spirit, he forgot <laughs> to give me that card. Um, and when I asked him about it, it wasn't even where, it, like, he didn't leave it in the kitchen. So I don't know how it got from wherever he left it, even to the kitchen where I'd find it. It's just a beautiful story. But I think it's the simple things like that. It's not hard. We're not waiting for a burning bush moment. We're looking at, into each other, looking for the spirit in each other, in the everyday, in the normal, in the in the mundane, in the, in the encouragement, in the words of encouragement, in the wisdom that's spoken over us. And can I just encourage you with one more thing? When I was, pray, when I was praying about this, I'm just like, how do, we, how do we actually do this? Where do we actually start? It's the most basic thing. And God reminded me of a conversation that I had um, in December with someone. And I was just, <clears throat> it was a woe is me conversation. And that person said to me, God's got this. And my response to that person was, yeah, 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 I know. In my head, I'm just like, doesn't feel like it. <laughs> and my face was probably saying that too, so then that person was probably getting bad vibes because my face betrays me. Um, why did I get reminded of this? And then it dawned on me how dismissive I had been of that truth that that person had spoken because God does have this there is truth in that he's got the whole world in his hands I'm not singing it don't I um he's got a plan he loves us we can trust him but I just dismissed that in that person and if anything that little that little revelation has awoken me to go hey just get out of your own garbage recognize when somebody is speaking truth and then instead of dismissing how about we try something like you are right that is true thank you for the reminder that way you have encouraged them might not be obvious hopefully it's not hopefully it's natural but um you've encouraged them and you've just got got my word of woe with me um so i don't know if that's helpful but um, can I encourage you this week to actually lean into your fellowship, to get yourselves in and amongst people who, who you trust and who you are in relationship or who you're building relationship with so you can practice this? Um, because I think the fruit of this for us as a faith community will be just this, this overwhelming sense of a vibrant life amongst us.
it's already here, it's already amongst us. But the more we press into this and the more we practice it and the more we're conscious of it, the more we'll see it. Make sense? Cool. Okay, let me pray for you. And I just want to pray um, from Ephesians. Paul prayed this for the church in Ephesus. So, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And you to know that this love is this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.